0: Welcome back to episode number 22 of the Young Buck Bats podcast. If you're new, I'm your host, Dylan Kelly. If you're old and you've been here before, you know my voice, you know who I am, and you are fired up to be here just like I am today. If you're watching on YouTube, you're probably laughing. You're probably like, what a shoddy setup this guy has. That's... It's quite literally exactly what it is. I'm brand new at this. I don't know where to look at the camera. This is only episode three out on YouTube. I got the Young Buck Betts t-shirt, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. jersey, and Tua Tagovailoa jersey behind me. I don't really know what I'm doing, but guess what? I'm giving it my best effort, just like I did gambling during Super Wild Card Weekend. Let me tell you, it's Super Wild Card Weekend's behind us, and looking ahead to next week, all the gambling lines are put out. A lot, a lot of the dogs look juicy this week and you guys know how much I love my plus money underdogs. I absolutely love them. I love betting on them. I think it's great. I don't think you could find teams that like are are better teams right now and you're going to get better value for than this week in the playoffs. Could be a lot of upsets coming up. I will Before we get into all that, I'm going to give you a recap of what we're going to go over here in the podcast. I always have two separate parts. I do a first half, I do a little ad that may not ever actually be an ad. It's not a real sponsor, it's just an ad. I do an ad, and then the second half, I go over my gambling picks for this upcoming week. So what we're going to go over in this podcast, we're going to recap my gambling picks from the week as always. I hit a bunch. I missed a couple, but I hit a bunch. And so we're going to go over, we're going to recap all the gambling picks. We're going to recap Super Wild Card Weekend. I'm going to give you my take on a few games that happened, maybe a few games that I bet on, how they went. Give out my MVP for the week, I believe. I'm going to give out. So that'll be part two. Part three, I'm going to give you... I know this is a sports and gambling podcast, but I'm going to give you a little bit of a quick like life update or a little bit of motivation, just a little bit of my own mindset to try to give you guys... Maybe it's not for me to sit here and be like, hey, my mindset's better than yours. I'm a guy out there who would like to listen to everybody's mindset and then pick which one I like the best and then try to use it in my own life, try to do it. blah, 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 blah. So I'm going to talk about my mindset and hopefully you can pick something from it at the end of the day and it'll be worthwhile. And then the second half, as always, is going to be gambling picks. So let's get right into the recap of my gambling picks. I usually give out like three to four a night. I don't give out picks every single night because I I gamble responsibly. I try to tell people to gamble responsibly. If you don't have a good feel for a game, don't just gamble just to gamble. Unless you're sitting around with your buddies and it's a live bet and everyone's jumping on it and you want to throw a couple bucks on it. But don't just throw money on a game just because you feel like you have to bet that night. I will always go against that. I don't like doing that. So I don't give out picks every night. But when I do, I usually give out three to four a night. And we hit on five of them. This week, since giving out the podcast last week, and the thing is, is that they're all plus money, and some people are like, "Dude, why do you give out hard picks? Why don't you just give out the like the easy minus money picks, the chalky picks, whatever?" I give out plus money picks because I'm looking to put on a show like I'm Kodak Black at a Florida Panthers game. That's the kind of show I'm trying to put on here at the Young Buck Bets podcast. Like everyone can see, everyone's watching. Everyone can see Kodak Black at the Panthers game. Young Buck Bets podcast. We do. We have the same mindset. We're trying to put on a show here. So we're going to go over the bets that I hit. Starting off right after the podcast, I put out more picks. Trevor Zegers, anytime goal scorer, plus 220 for the Anaheim Ducks. That hits. That's a good bet. Plus 220. That is a very good return. The next day we turn around, Zay Jones and the Raiders and the Bengals game gets anytime touchdown scored at plus 300. Hey, little Ellie, little kitty's coming in. She hears all the money being made and she's getting fired up about it. She just might as well be here for the rest of the podcast. 49ers money line at plus 140 over the Cowboys. That was a great pick. I feel like that public was all over that. They absolutely loved the 49ers. We all know what the Cowboys do in big games. They kind of choke it away and you could argue clock management penalties. They may have choked that game away because they had a real chance to come back in the second half. I also hit Patrick Mahomes, over two and a half passing touchdowns, plus 140 odds. That cash in the first half, that was an easy one. You just, everyone could see that KC was going to go in there and dominate Pittsburgh. And that's exactly what they did. And the last one that I hit on was Odell Beckham Jr. at plus 150, anytime touchdown. Man, I've always, I've said, I don't really like this guy. I think personally, he's a clown. But at the same point, I've hit him plus 140, plus 150, plus 175. I've hit him like three, four times in a row. So... I don't know if you guys know what that means. As a gambler, I'm riding the OBJ train until it I, until it falls off. Until it goes off the tracks, I'm going to be betting OBJ and giving him out as a pick. So lock it in. Remember that right now, OBJ. So those are the five bets that I hit this week. And if we hit one more bet, I make a profit. Like some people sit there and be like, dude, you went like five and 12. Yeah, they're all plus money picks. I looked in my Betway account and I believe I was even money after this week. I'm pretty sure I was literally up like a thirty-seven. Like I know that sounds funny. We don't talk about units or gambling here, but like I think I was up a dollar 37. I only hit 5 of 12 bets or something. I was 5 and 12. 12 lost bets, 5 hit bets. One more hit bet and we make a profit. And imagine if it's a plus 300, plus 400, plus 220 even, we make a good profit. So it's we're, we're we're knocking on the door. We are one week away from having a massive week. We had one a couple weeks ago when Harrison Bryant hit. We, all we needed was one more to make a profit and Harrison Bryant hit at plus 1200 a little money in the pocket there. So, all in all, it was a great weekend. It was a great weekend of gambling, great week of gambling, but it was a great week for the Super Wild Card Weekend. So, I'm going to recap it a little bit here. I'm going to start off. There was a lot of great games. There was none better than the 49ers versus the Cowboys. Um, It's two weeks in a row here, in my opinion, that the 49ers in the first half of a game have looked like the best team in the league. They look like world beaters. They look like they're not going to lose in the first half. Their defensive line, their cornerbacks... Even Garoppolo, Debo, Samuel flies, Kittle, their running backs are good. Everybody is flying in the first half, and then it kind of slips away in the second half. We all seen Dallas with their clock management, their penalties that they took. They took a couple late, and even like I believe it was Tony and um, Jim Nance on the call, and it was like some of the penalties that they were taking, they were like, but why? Why would you take that penalty? Like, why, why are you doing that? So they didn't even really understand what was going on in that Cowboys and 49ers game with the Cowboys. So if the 49ers, play like this they did this with the rams too where like they look like world beaters in the first half and then like the second half they really fell off and the rams almost came back on them if they do that next week green bay will come back on them and get the win aaron Rodgers and devontae adams will hook up as long as it doesn't rest on mason crosby's leg for the comeback green bay packers will come back and it'll bite the 49ers in the ass that they keep fading in the second half i don't know what the deal is with that whether they just are literally that good in the first half that they just waste all of their energy or something, or they just maybe relax a little bit, take the foot off the gas. But if if they're going to win a Super Bowl, you're going to have to be that team that you are in the first half for whatever, like all four quarters. You can't just play it in the first half and then just be like, yeah, we're just going to relax and rely on good luck and some defensive penalty calls to to win the game. It's just not going to happen, especially against a team like green Bay or like Tampa Bay with Tom Brady running down the field. The next game that I want to talk about bills versus the Patriots. And I was wrong on this one. I bet on the Patriots, but I also said, like I did this in the national championship game where I bet on Nick Saban too. And I said, this is a hill that I'm willing to die on. I If, it, if it's a close game in my mind, which obviously it didn't end up being a close game, Buffalo dummy them, which I, why I said, I'm sitting here. I'm saying I'm wrong. But my thing is, is that with with good, co- if, if it's a close game and you don't really know what's going to happen, you think it's going to come down to coaching. How could you not take Bill Belichick? How could you not take Nick Saban? It's a hill that I'm willing to die on. Although I was dead. Wrong on this one. Buffalo just kind of bullied them, did whatever they want. They scored every time down the field. Josh Allen was the MVP of the week. He had 308 passing yards and five passing touchdowns. He also added 66 rush yards and was one of the first rushing plays of the game. I feel like he ripped one off for like 25 yards and it was just like, uh oh. Uh oh. If Allen does this, this is going to be trouble for the Patriots. Because the one thing about the Patriots and like, you know, Mac Jones. I gave two a pass because it's like, you know, guys don't have good games. Like Mac Jones wasn't the reason they lost, but Mac Jones is never going to be the reason they win either. They're going to have to find a new quarterback in a couple of years, especially if Mac Jones just keeps looking the same and the same and the same and the same. Stephen Chay from Barstool says it. He kind of has a skill set that grows on trees. But moving on, Raiders versus the Bengals. This was a good game, too. I was on the Bengals. I thought the Bengals were going to kill the Raiders. I think Ra- Raiders' Super Bowl was last week in Week 18 against the Chargers getting into the playoffs. I think that was their Super Bowl. I think they were okay with that. They've overcome a ton of adversity, losing Gruden, losing their uh, star cornerback. I think it was like Arnett, maybe. And then losing Henry Ruggs as well. They've been through the ringer. So just to get to the playoffs was something they could hang their hat on. Their Super Bowl was in Week 18. I am all in on Joe Burrow, dude. Like the, you know, the everybody's talking about that whistle. That whistle didn't have it. There's I I like Big Cat to what he said. I know I'm keep quoting Barstool guys, but Big Cat what he said is two things can be true at the same time. Yes, the play shouldn't have happened or shouldn't have been allowed because the whistle went. And also it can be true that the whistle didn't affect the play at all. Like it would have been a touchdown whether the whistle blew or not. But two things are allowed to be true at the same time. And I completely agree with that. And that's what I think happened in that one. I know their dogs this week, the Bengals are. And I'd be shocked, shocked, if I'm not on the Bengals. I think they're going to—I'm ready to die on the Joey B. Hill. Just like I said, I was dying on the Nick Saban, Bill Belichick Hill. Joey B. is getting up there for me. I'm almost willing to die on this Joey B. Hill already. This guy might be the coldest man in sports. My next pick—or my next pick. The next game, I'm recapping. Chiefs—or, sorry— that was it. Those are the games that I want to recap. The Chiefs, the Bucks, and the Rams all got through easy. The Rams looked really good against the Cardinals. Kyler Murray did not look good. But the Rams looking this good at this time could mean one thing. And if you've watched sports for a long time, you know the playoffs are all about one thing. And it's if your team can just click at the right time. We've all seen teams that are eight seeds in NHL or MLB or whatever. They're the final seed. They get in through the wild card. They barely sneak in in an extra inning game or overtime or whatever. And then they go on to win the cup. St. Louis Blues a couple years ago were one of the worst teams in the league at in January, and they went on to win the Cup. We've all seen this. If your team clicks at the right time, you could win a Super Bowl, and that Rams team, especially with OBJ rolling, man, OBJ was a pretty good replacement for Bobby Trees all of a sudden. They're really good. If they can keep clicking, Vaughn Miller got nothing left to play for. This is his Super Bowl season. He needs it this year because I don't know how good the Rams are going to be next year. Matt Stafford, I think, is going to fall off a bit. He's got a lot of injuries. All the time he's got to deal with. He's breaking down a little bit, but the Rams might be clicking at the right time. That's the only team that I really want to talk about. KC, I think, might KC versus Buffalo is a game that I, I can't I can't wait for. Like I have to go to work. I wake up in all oh, I say wake up at like 3 40 in the morning or four o'clock in the morning for my work all the time. But when I'm watching some games like that, K C versus Buffalo, I have to stay up and watch the whole game. So I only get like two and a half hours of sleep and then I'm up the next day tweeting, setting out picks, whatever else. I'm grinding out here. I'm grinding out here. Someone's got to pat me on the back, so I had to do it. <laughs> um, A couple notes from my notebook. I just feel like they had to be shared. A couple notes from my notebook from the week. Joe Burrow is the coldest man in sports. I don't think that's arguable. Joe Burrow is the coldest man in sports. He's maybe one of the coolest looking dudes. He Just his confidence, his swagger that he rolls around with, some of the things that he's done throughout the season, the way he plays, everything about him. Joe Burrow, coldest man in sports. My second one, Kyler Murray is a child. That's it. (laughs) It looks like a child. I don't know. I was just, (laughs) those are my observations. ESPN level stuff. I know, but those are my observations from the week. Those were literally on my notebook. So I figured, well, I put them on the notebook. They better make it in the pod. So yeah, Kyler Murray is a child and Joe Burrow is the coldest man in sports were my takeaways from watching those two games. And quickly here, like I said, this is going to be a part where a lot of people are probably just going to fast forward through. It's only going to be very quick, but quickly here, let me give you a little bit of motivation or let me just talk about mindset. Because like I said, is this a gambling podcast? Is this a sports podcast? Yes. But maybe if you're listening and you're a fan of the show, whatever, you can pull something from this little thing. It's going to start pat myself on the back. And if people who know me from the past know that I'm probably like growing up in high school, whatever else, I probably had one of the worst work ethics in the, in the, in the league. I would just wanted to hang out with my friends. I want to party. I wanted to have a good time. I didn't really care about going to work. I didn't really care about going to school. Didn't really do any of that. I've really turned my life around here in the last four or five years. And I actually just got nominated for a big-time yearly, like year-end award at my work. And that's something that I've never in my life. At 24, almost turning 25 here in February, I've never had something like that happen. I usually just am the opposite. I'm usually getting pulled in the office to get recognized for a write-up. Not, not an award. So it's a very good thing and the thing is is like it started a couple years ago where all of a sudden my mindset just changed and it's so different too it's so weird and it's like my mindset is just that I can literally do anything and i tell my girlfriend this all the time i tell anybody that can listen like man you can do anything especially in this day and age with social media with this, uh how available it is to go to school online with ev- like anything you could literally work your way up and be anything that you want like, no matter what it is, basically, when I'm walking by something, if someone's like, oh, I can't do that, it's like, oh, I could. I could. Let me just give you an example. I'm at Shopper's Drugmire all the time, and I'm walking by, and I see that, like, in, in the back, they got this, like, $50 little tiny, like, electric keyboard. And I thought to myself one day, like, I could play that. Like, why not? Why couldn't, why couldn't I learn how to play that and be sick at it and then just pull it out one day and just be Young Buck plays the piano. Why not? I look it up and, like... <laughs> Further research shows that it, learning the piano is one of the hardest instruments in the world to learn how to play. So research would say that. A lot of people would put it down at that point and be like, well, I guess I couldn't do that. But for some reason in my mind, I have the mindset to just be like, no, I could I'm. I could learn it and I could learn it like quickly and do it and do it well and still impress people playing the piano. I don't know what it is. I'm not saying I could be an astronaut. I'm not saying I could go and be a professional athlete tomorrow. I'm saying things within reason, things within your grasp, Why would you instantly think why you couldn't do something or "Ah, I can't do that? I it's it's going to be too hard. A lot of someone said, I can't do it. So I'm not going to do it. You got to have the mindset of just, you know what? I'm going to get in there and I'm going to do it. And I can do it because of me, because of who I am. The confidence that I have in myself nowadays, it's not cockiness because there's a whole difference once you become a grown man between the confidence versus cockiness. But if you have that confidence in yourself, you can literally do anything. And that's all I want to say in that kind of thing. So if you're on YouTube, you probably won't get an ad. We're just going to roll into the second half. But if you're listening through the podcast, you are going to get an ad. So let's roll into it right now. Today's podcast is sponsored by Smooth Peanut Butter. Go ahead. Try it by the spoonful. Or enjoy it with the classics, like a piece of bread or a piece of toast with some butter on it. Or let it show you its versatility by mixing it with some beautiful, nice strawberry jam. Or get really frisky and make yourself a peanut butter and banana sandwich and have yourself a day. Smooth peanut butter. Thanks for being the sponsor of the pod. Alright, we're back. If you're on the podcast form, you just got the nice, smooth peanut butter ad, which I love. So, we're going to roll on. Had nothing to do with anything, but we're going to roll on to my picks for week two of the NFL playoffs. We're going to start off. I'm going to go over it. If you're new here and you still stick around, thank you for sticking around, but We're going to go through each game. We're going to go through the gambling lines that are given out at Betway. That's who I have to bet with right now. Nobody's picked me up. Nobody's telling me to bet with their sportsbook. So I just go with Betway because that's the app I was using at the start. So I'm going to go through each game. I'm going to roll through each pick, tell you where I'm leaning, maybe give you my thoughts on the game. I'm going to start off with the Bengals versus the Titans. That's the first game on Saturday. The Bengals, or sorry, the Titans are minus three and a half. Point favorites are minus 190 on the money line the over overrunners at 47 bangles are plus 160 dogs on the money line and i love the bangles here i just talked about it in the first half i am willing to die on the joey burrow hill it's colt's man in sports you've seen this performance that he put up last week every time he's had a big game in his career the guy has gone off i think he continues to do it this week he may run into problems in the uh championship game but I think he gets it done this week. I know the Titans are talking. They're possibly going to get Derrick Henry back. They're going to be a lot healthier. They're a run-heavy team. The Ravens, who are also a run-heavy team, got smoked by the Bengals twice this year. The Bengals put up 40 points both times, I believe, if my math does me correct. My math, my memory serves me right. I don't know. I like the Bengals' matchup here. I really, really do. Joe Burrow. I just I he's you can put him in that class with Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady right now where it's like Joe Burrow is not going to lose this ball game. These teams are too evenly matched to not take the X factor as we would say in Madden. X factor Joe Burrow. So my early lean is going to be and I when I say early lean, I mean I'm 100% going to hammer the Bengals money line at plus 160 or when I actually go to bet it on on Thursday or Friday, I'm going to hit it at whatever it is, plus 160, plus 150, even if it goes up to plus 175, I'm hammering that thing. The next game is the 49ers versus the Packers. And I love this game, too. This is going to be a great game. There's four really good games here. And this is exactly what we want come playoff time. We don't want any bad matchups. We want nothing but great games. And this one is no exception 49ers versus the Packers. Packers are six point favorites, minus 260 on the money line. The over under set at 47. And the uh, 49ers are plus 205 dogs on. The money line, and this is the one where like, I was telling people the 49ers are on a run here. They're on a tear. They could go to the Super Bowl. The 49ers are clicking. But they faded in this second half. I just talked about the first. They faded in the second half big time in the last few games against the Rams, against the Cowboys. The Rams and the Cowboys are two teams that I don't think can get come back and get it done. I do think the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, they march down the field and they go and they score. Just And then they don't mess around with the clock like the Cowboys did. I think that's its, exactly as long as it doesn't rest on Mason Crosby's leg. Another thing that I kind of want to put in a prediction here, I can see this, and like I'm, I keep talking about it, and I'm just going to talk it into existence. This is going to be an Aaron Rodgers late-game drive where he gets the ball, and they're down four, they're down six, maybe they're even down seven. It's to tie the game and send send this game into overtime, and he gets the ball with, like, a minute 40 left, maybe one timeout or no timeouts left, and he round, gets them all the way down the field, scores a touchdown. This is Aaron Rodgers to a team. To a T, not a team. I don't know what I'm doing here, but Aaron Rodgers is going to win the Green Bay Packers that game. Like I said, the 49ers, uh, feeding in the second half. It's what's really kind of grinding my gears here. I just think the Packers are too good of a team to not come back in the second half and win. So I guess my picks would be like, it's minus six. So like 49ers spread, like, I think it's going to be a late game, field goal, late game, touchdown, like it's going to maybe, so maybe San Francisco spread. Green Bay money line, if you could find a good little parlay piece with it because it's minus 260. I don't know. I San Francisco spread is probably pretty safe, I would think, at, at plus six. I know a lot of people are talking about 49ers are, are the dog of the week, as the young buck would say. I just don't see it, man. I don't see it. Those are what I like, though. Green Bay money line, San Francisco spread, but because it's a nighttime game, you know that your boy will be on props and giving them out to everybody. The next game on Sunday is the Rams versus the Bucks. The Bucks are three-point favorites, minus 150 on the money line. The over-under set at 48.5, and, and the Rams are plus 130 dogs after a really good performance against the Cardinals. I know, like I said, in the first half, Kyler Murray did look like a child out there. He didn't look like he had been playing football for a little bit. i seen he blocked PNT on Twitter. That's hilarious. But I don't know. I think the Rams are clicking at the right time here. It's just... They got a couple guys that are in their Super Bowl season here, and they got a couple guys, like Matty Stafford. If he doesn't win one this year, he's going to fall off. Vaughn Miller, if he doesn't win one this year, he's going to fall off. Cooper Cup, he'd never been here before. OBJ may not make it back because he may not make it through a season because of his goddamn attitude. These are There's a lot of guys that are just clicking at the right time here and are really buying into just being like, let's go win a bowl right now, and then we'll all go our separate ways and do our own shit after this, except for Cup and Stafford, I feel like. The one thing that I will say is the Tampa's D seems to be getting healthier every single week. Every time they 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 talk about it, they're bringing in different guys. The one thing I will say, Tampa Bay's offensive line is a little bit beat up. Jedrick Wills, I don't know if he's going to play. He was really, really hurt. Ryan Jensen got hurt last week. He came back in the game. But they are banged up at offensive line, and one of the biggest strengths of the Rams is their defensive line with Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller right there, among others. I like the Rams, dude. I like the Rams. Plus 130 on the money line. That's two dogs already of the, of the three or four games. That's two dogs already. I like the Rams. Plus 105. Like I said, I think that's, I just think the offensive line of the uh, of the Buccaneers. And plus, I think Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown going out. Obviously, everyone could point out to them and be like, of course that hurt them. They're doing like you idiot. Like, Thanks for pointing out the obvious. I just think it's going to show its head this week when Brady's got Jalen Ramsey covering Mike Evans and he's really got nowhere else to go because... That Rams defense is good. Like I said, they're clicking at the right time. So, my pick Rams plus 130 on the money line. This game, I'm like giddy like a kid about. I feel like I don't even know. I don't know what I feel like, but this is a game I am excited about and it's the Chiefs versus the Bills on Sunday night. This is going to be a game where I'm going to get like an hour or two asleep cuz I am just going to be wired after this game, especially if it's if it's as good as I think it's going to be. And the Chiefs are one and a half point favorites, minus 125 on the money line. The over/under set at 54 and a half. 54 and a half, baby. That it that's firing up a guy who loves to bet on touchdown scores and props. 54.5, there's going to be a lot of props to be bet on in that game. i only give out three or four picks, but I'll probably be on like seven. Um, the Bills are plus 105 on the money line. It's a pick By the time I go to bet this on Thursday or Friday, the Bills may be the favorites. I, who knows? Just depends on what way the money comes in at this point because the odds are so close. I'm so excited for this game. The over-under screams... Th- th- pick six touchdown scores, pick both quarterbacks to go over passing touchdowns, whatever it's at, just pick them both. Pick Josh Allen over rush yards. Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, pick them all over. Like, that's what this game screams to me. This game screams like it's going to be an absolute shootout, and I think one of the only things that's going to come down to is that the Chiefs are at home. They got home field advantage here. Playoffs, are coming off a bye week. They're getting help. Like, I... I want the Bills to win. Being a guy from that's, that's very close to Toronto, he's in Canada, we cheer for the Bills mostly, unless you've grown up with a different little fandom like your parents were a fan of somebody or you just jumped on a bandwagon like the Patriots, like my brother or something like that. But, <laughs> that's a little shot to Ryan. But, <laughs> um, I want the Bills to win. Being a guy from Canada, I feel like you're just default Bills fan. Default Bills fan. So I want the Bills to win, but if I had to gamble, I'd be gambling on the Chiefs, especially if... Big money comes in on the Bills and the Chiefs end up going as the dogs. I will be on the Chiefs and that will just be. I will have to. I'll have to name this episode Dog Week because I think that's what it's going to be. It's Dog Week. This is the second Dog Week of the season where I'm on more than one. I'm on more than two. I'm on like three or four dogs this week. I said right off the hop, right off the hop, that a lot of dogs look juicy, and I wasn't lying. I wasn't lying. I think Kansas City wins. I hope Buffalo does but my pick would be Kansas City on the money line, Kansas City on the spread because one and a half, whatever you want to pick. That's all I got. Those are the only games. I got a little NHL parlay going tonight. If you stuck around this far, it's a little sketchy. It's plus 225 odds. I got the Leafs money line and the Colorado Avalanche puck line. Parlay them up plus 225. I'm not even going to talk about it. Does Shosturkin scare me? Yes, of course he does. He does scare me. I don't know if the Leafs are going to pull this game off, but I have faith in my boys. They're a great team. They win every game in, every game out. They put in a good effort. They give you a good chance. Same with the Colorado Avalanche. I like that bet, plus 225 odds. That's the only thing I've hammered in tonight. I probably won't give out picks because I'm doing the pod. I'm learning how to video edit. I'm doing it all. But for more picks, more props, more everything, I post maybe four or five times a week. Follow the Instagram. Right here on YouTube, I post it. In the shorts. Go look at all the shorts I've posted already. Go on the shorts on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Dylan Kelly Show. Go follow them all. Go message me. Go show me what you're gambling with. I'll talk to you guys next week.